0: Hello and welcome to Ditching Hourly. I'm Jonathan Stark. Today I'm joined by guest Ruben Swartz. Ruben, welcome to the show.
1: Great to be here, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Today
0: we are going to talk about CRMs for solo consultants. So before we jump into that, can you give folks a little bit about who you are and what you do if they are just meeting you for the first time?
1: Sure. So the irony is that I accidentally created what I would call an anti-CRM for solo consultants because when I was a solo consultant I tried using a lot of the more traditional CRMs that my clients were using and I had a pretty miserable time. So that's what I do, but my background is actually as a sales and marketing consultant focusing on pricing ironically enough, so you know you and I are kindred spirits and I help giant companies figure out how to align sales and marketing and price better and so on and The irony was that while I was great at helping these big companies improve their profitability through smarter pricing, better sales and marketing, et cetera, I was pretty terrible at doing sales and marketing for my own firm and really was reliant on word of mouth and repeat business and so on. So it was a good thing we did a good job and and that was somewhat viable, but uh, I made the mistake of knowing that I was bad at sales and marketing and trying to imitate my really successful clients and just making the problem worse, essentially. So I had to unlearn everything back out and start again just trying to be myself trying to help instead of sell teach instead of market and connect instead of network and then lo and behold things get a lot easier (laughs) so that that might be a little bit more than you wanted to hear i'm also the host of the sales for nerds podcast and jonathan just did an excellent interview on ditching hourly there so just in case you haven't got enough of his material uh already go over there and check it out
0: cool yeah that was a fun interview Um, great. All right. So you've got a horse in this race, obviously, but, um, with that on the table, what, let's start here. Why would a solo consultant need a CRM? What is the situation that they're wrestling with that would cause them to say like,
1: geez, it might be time. It might be time for me to start getting organized about what? Sure. So, Just in case anyone is not familiar with the term CRM, it stands for Customer Relationship Management. And what it really means usually is a tool to keep track of your sales pipeline, your partners, your prospects, your clients, et cetera. And I think the way to look at this is that we are all quote unquote doing CRM, whether we're doing it in our heads, whether we're using an enterprise grade CRM, whether we've got a spreadsheet or a set of sticky notes or some combination of all of the above, we're already doing this stuff. So the question is not do we or don't we use a CRM, it's what is the CRM that's right for me that's going to help me grow my business, stay stress-free, not miss things, et cetera. And for some people, that could literally be, hey, it's my little black notebook. This system works great, and I'm all set. For other organizations, it's going to be we need Salesforce combined with 22 other apps (laughs) and you know, fourteen of them are custom written just for our org, and that's fine too. It it really is a matter of the the tool depends on the context. Mm.
0: So I've tried a couple of these personally uh, approaches, not what I would traditionally call a CRM. I I messed around with Streak. Well, so from the from the uh, scale of on the spectrum of things, I've done everything from just use my Gmail inbox, not really not really any system, just kind of mm-hmm. like searching email and like putting reminders in my calendar you know manually like oh i told this person i'd follow up on this date Um, and then maybe a little bit more organized uh, one time at one period of my coaching got really busy and i ended up with something i ended up with slightly too many one-on-one coaching students uh and i had a bunch of things in the pipeline and i i was dropping the ball the gmail approach wasn't working i wasn't getting back to people when i said i Mm -hmm. would I was forgetting, I, you know, I'd be like, I have to get back to this person. I couldn't remember who they were, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I created a, a grid of yellow sticky notes, just like you mm-hmm. said. And it was like here, are the. it was kind of a Kanban board, but with physical sticky notes that I had on like a whiteboard. Uh, and and at other times I've, i messed around with streaks air And when I was doing really, uh, as an experiment, I did some really intense outreach to a hundred clients in the credit union space uh, just to see what would happen and see what what needed to be done. And that definitely required some software. So uh, to me, the symptoms that somebody would be experiencing that would indicate that they might need something more serious than whatever they're currently doing is that just stuff's falling through the cracks. They're breaking little promises to get back to people. They're forgetting people's names. They're getting an email from someone and they think it's someone else and they give the wrong reply you know, so when you're you're kind of starting to drop the ball, is that, would you say that's a good sign that you might need something a little bit more structured?
1: I think that's absolutely true, although I'm going to add the caveat that I hear this from a lot of people, and some of them are saying, I need to graduate from my sticky notes or my spreadsheet or something to something a little more structured. There are other people who say, I need to graduate or downgrade or something from the enterprise class CRM that I've been trying to use mm. to something that's going to be more appropriate for me. I can't fly this space shuttle. <laughs> I, where's my pickup truck? Right. And so that's really what it comes down to. Is it is it the tool that's going to be right for you? And yep. even with my tool, there are some people who say this is great. Finally, where has this been? And other people are like this is not right for me at all. It doesn't think the way I think. Yep. So it's kind of like the, the photographer's adage, the best camera is the one you have with you. Mm. The tool that you have with you because you want to use it and it helps you stay organized, that's the one that's gonna be appropriate for you. And then I think part of what's happened is Salesforce to their credit has done such a great job of becoming the 800 pound gorilla in this space that a lot of people equate CRM with Salesforce. And so if you're sitting there with your sticky notes or your notebook or your spreadsheet, and you're like, I need a CRM. And then you look at Salesforce and you go, oh my goodness, this this is just too much. I want to go back, and I'm just going to stay with what's comfortable for me. Or a lot of folks aren't really doing CRM; they're just emailing a bunch of people, mm-hmm. so they have a, an active campaign or a Mailchimp or something like that, and then they're looking at, at CRM and thinking, "Gosh, this you know this involves talking to people. That's a little scary." <laughs> um, so it all really depends on the context. So part of it is the the tool enables and, and constrains you in certain ways, but also your mindset enables and constrains you in certain ways. And you kind of want those things to work together mm-hmm. so that you run your business in the best way possible for you. It's not necessarily that, hey, we've got to move to a more sophisticated tool. Uh, sometimes it's, you, maybe your sticky notes are fine. You just need to, to get a little bit clearer on how you should use them and who you should disqualify. In other cases, maybe you really do need a tool because it's gonna open up your mind to, to do your best work.
0: Okay, so what are the usual suspects in this space? You mentioned Salesforce. Uh, what are other names that you typically, when people, especially when they're downgrading from the space shuttle, like what are some other things where where people are just, the the first things that probably come up in a Google search for CRM? It, sure. Would it be Salesforce, HubSpot, Pipedrive, um, maybe Notion, uh Monday, like do those come up? What what are the ones that you see people migrating from when they become you know customers of yours, maybe?
1: Well I think you hit the big three on the head and, and I kind of literally think of them in a line. You got uh Salesforce, which is like the space shuttle, you got Hubspot, which is like a seven four seven, and you got pipe drive, which is like a Learjet, right? And you got Memorand that's like a pickup truck. Um and all of those, they're all great tools so i'm not bashing the tools the problem is sometimes and i'm one of the reasons i'm glad we're having this conversation is people hear crm they go to google and then they grab one of those tools because you know they're they're big companies with the that rank highly on google and then they go oh my gosh i can't fly this thing there's too many controls in the cockpit this isn't what i need and the big difference with all of those tools is that they are designed for the vp of sales To keep track of the sales force Mm. right they're not designed for you as a solo consultant to keep track of your relationships Mm. so there's a fundamental difference in the philosophy and what the tool is going to do or not do for you and again no judgment on the tool itself the companies that need that need that and my tool is not going to help them Mm -hmm. but i'm trying to focus on The person who is the VP of sales and the sales rep and the VP of marketing and the marketing analyst all in their spare time because they're trying to actually serve clients. So it's a different, just a different set of, of, of capabilities.
0: Okay. So what's the, that's very clear. I'm sure tons of people listening are completely resonating with that. It's like, look, I'm the the solo operator here. I know I, I, things are falling through the cracks. The sticky notes aren't doing it for me or, you know, Gmail snoozing isn't doing it for me. So what is the, like, and feel free to go full sales mode here. Like, 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 (laughs) what are the things about Memorand that, that align with the needs and
1: mindset of uh, a solo consultant? Sure. Uh, so a couple things, like I said, one, you've actually got to do it. It's not just about having a bunch of reports from your sales team. So I wanted to make sure that this would be something that people would enjoy using that I would enjoy using so for example i wanted to make it really easy to take notes and be able to search your notes because if you don't have good notes you don't you can't possibly keep all the conversations in your head and really nurture the relationships and you know have the right follow-up conversations and so on. So little things around making all your notes searchable and then being able to search your notes while you put the proposal together so you can pull all the right stuff in at the right time and create a really customized proposal, really helpful. And by the way, for folks who follow your philosophy on let's offer people different options in the proposal, that's all built into the system as well. Something else that's a little bit different is there's a, a page called the mission and positioning screen. It's kind of like Mad Libs, where you define your ideal client, what makes them a great fit for you, how your approach is different than what they might choose otherwise, et cetera. Yep. Because what I found was a lot of people were struggling with sales and marketing because they really didn't know who, or they might kind of know in their gut, but they couldn't articulate who they were really trying to reach and how. Yeah. So that makes everything exponentially harder. And I know this because I struggle with it myself. So people would, look at the the Memorand demo and say, oh, great, lead magnets. I want some lead magnets on my website. I totally want my website to do its job, which is to get me leads. And then months later, they wouldn't have a lead magnet. And I realized it was because they weren't exactly sure who that was for. Uh, so it made it really hard. They would stare at the screen and say, gosh, I'm stuck. Yep. So you've got that ability there to really lay out your, your ideal client and turn that into content for lead magnets and LinkedIn posts and so on you got a whole different take on lead magnets that's sort of like HubSpot, but with a wrinkle for the solo consultant. So you're going to get more, not just web conversions, but more conversations. Mm. And you've got uh, an ability to, one of the things that I struggle with is knowing that you'd have you know hundreds, maybe thousands of people. I, I should talk to all these people, but who do I talk to right now? Mm-hmm. and i would go through different ways of prioritizing and organizing a b c d and you know hot prospect or look at my pipeline and all these different ways of doing it and i would always seemingly spend more time futzing with my list than actually talking to people <laughs> and i was like this must just be because i'm because i'm an engineer and i overthink things and blah 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 but i was I started talking to other solo consultants and realized that we tend to, a lot of us seem to have this problem. Maybe we're all over engineering things, I don't know. So there's literally a a mode in Mimarin called call mode, where it's like, okay, I wanna talk to my prospects, hit start call mode, takes me to the first one I'm supposed to talk to, press the button to call them, take my notes hit save. And not only will it take me to the next person I'm supposed to talk to, it'll automatically set the next conversation date for that person so that no one disappears. One of the things that drove me nuts with Salesforce was if I forgot to set that next task date, that person would just like fall into the abyss yeah. and all that effort had been wasted. And I'm like, well, the computer is really good at remembering things. Why can't it <laughs> remember things, right? Like I want to be focused on the interacting with the other person, and as little of the other logistics as possible.
0: Hmm. Okay, so what's the, I'm, I'm curious from just talking about yours, not CRNs in general, but yours in, in particular, what do your how does it integrate? Let's how do I even ask this question? So of your clients who use it most successfully, or your customers who use it most successfully? How does it integrate into their business? Does it become their one perhaps one and only daily inbox or is it integrated and it's kind of behind the scenes and then when you go to call mode for example you call it to the fore but it's like tied into your i don't know your gmail and your calendar and maybe your mailchimp or is it does it try to actually create features from all of those things and keep it in one place more of a more of like a one-stop shop like how if i was going to use it How would I, like, is it something I go into every day or is it something that
1: operates more behind the scenes? Great question. And I don't know if there's an easy way to give a simple answer because you actually asked a number of questions. But I think, um, first of all, it doesn't integrate directly with your email and that's on purpose because what I found with CRMs that would integrate with my email and I tried a bunch of them, including the big three that we mentioned earlier, would be like, oh, Jonathan and I had had a conversation last week when really we just exchanged some email to like set up a conversation. Mm -hmm. And so... Memorand's really focused on actual conversations. As a techie introvert, I I avoided this for a long time, but conversations are really the building blocks of relationships and all the electronic stuff is just a way to, we should think of it as a way to enable conversations instead of a a way to replace them. So um, it doesn't integrate with your email and you can create calendar appointments. For example, you can say, hey, every Wednesday from three to four, I want to make prospect calls and it'll put a little calendar invite on your calendar and you can jump back into the tool and click start call mode Uh, it'll integrate with Mailchimp for massive mailing because it does not do mass mail Uh, that's a whole separate realm Mm -hmm. that again I think is a great way to facilitate conversations but doesn't replace them so depending on how how your day is going and, and we all we all know the difference between oh my gosh I have this client and I'm just completely slammed it's going to be hard for me to carve out 30 minutes this week for business development mm-hmm. versus, oh my gosh, all my projects ended. I now have like my whole week for business development. <laughs> We're going to use yeah. different amounts of time for business development in those contexts. But one of the things that I really wanted to do was make it as easy as possible. So when you're busy, even if you just got those 30 minutes or 60 minutes, you can do a little bit easily without having to stress about it so that it doesn't, you don't dry everything you know, all the effort you laid to to make those fields fertile doesn't just go away in a drought kind of thing. And you have to start all over from from nothing. So in terms of being successful with it, it's great if you can be in there every day Mm -hmm. because most of us actually have more people that we should be talking to than we talk to. And even if we're trying to go out there and get new leads, which by the way, I'm all for, that's great. Like most of us can't even keep up with the people that we already know. Right. And if you invest that time to have conversations with people that you already know, yeah. good things are going to happen. And that's there might be some really people you're like, point. I don't want to talk to these people anymore. Like they're actually a jerk. <laughs> that's fine, right? Like don't talk to them and, and that's okay. And one of the things that's great that I think dovetails really nicely with your approach is if you have a system in place to do this, there is no pressure on any individual conversation. There's no need to close any one client and make them fit because you know you have more people coming. So yeah. you get to relax and and just enjoy the connection and also be picky about who you take as a client, right? The people who are going to pay you what you're worth and give you a great project that's, that's challenging and interesting but not be a nightmare client. Mm-hmm. When you sit there waiting for referrals to come in, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get this client, right? That's when everything goes sideways, because probably because they're not the right person. But even if they are, you're so stressed out that you don't have the right level of interaction with them, right? Imagine you go into the doctor's office, and you're like the only patient they see that day, and they seem really, really insistent that you need a knee replacement. And you're like, but I'm here because my eyes hurt, Right. (laughs) And as consultants, I know, like, it sounds really absurd, but I've been in that situation because I wasn't in the routine habit of just having conversations with the right people. And I think especially if you combine really strong positioning with regular conversations, you're going to just attract the people who are going to gel with you. And you're going to repel the people who are not a good fit with you. That's
0: impossible to argue that like, that is it in a nutshell right there so i think and you need both things it's like really clear positioning and regular conversation and let's let's drill into this because i know people are panicking like he can't possibly be talking about picking up the phone and calling someone so let's (laughs) so but you are right so yes let's talk about how a self-proclaimed introvert which i think you did call yourself Mm -hmm. um how do you do that without being spammy or annoying? It's hard for me to imagine calling anyone without setting up an appointment first, even in my family. So what does that look like in this system?
1: Yeah, and, and this took me a long time to, to figure out. And part of it was, I realized as an introvert, I would run into people, you know, you just run into someone at the grocery store or wherever, and you're like, oh, Jonathan, I'm so glad we caught up. It's been too long, blah, blah, blah. I am like, wow, that was a really cool conversation. And it's weird because I I know Jonathan's number. I just never call him because I don't want to bother him. Yeah, exactly. And and, and sometimes you do bother people, but I'm kind of like, nobody is forced to pick up the phone because I'm calling. I'm not that important and powerful, right? Anyone can ignore my call or let it go to voicemail. And I made a deliberate effort in my mind to say, I've got to spend more time with the people that I already know. And and I, I felt like I did a really good job with that. Like I would call my grandparents every weekend when they were alive. And so even though they didn't live nearby, I felt like I really knew my grandparents. And that was a, something that I considered really important, but somehow I felt like if I did something like that with quote unquote work people, that it would be cheesy, that I would be just like trying to manipulate them or get something from them or something like that versus mm. Wow, Jonathan and I have really cool conversations. Like, why wouldn't we want to do that? Like, why would we why would I sit there and wait to run into him at the grocery store or at some random meeting or something like that for me to nurture that relationship? Mm-hmm. So I kind of made a conscious decision and I was talking to some of my other customers back at the time where the system didn't have this whole call mode thing. And I was still trying to use HubSpot, I think, at the time to to make this work. And I just couldn't I couldn't make it dumb enough for me. I was like, I want to be staring at one person. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't think about anything. All I can do is is pick phone or cell phone and, and call one of them. Mm-hmm. And what I found was so many people said, hey, it is so great to hear from you. I'm so glad you called. I can't tell you how many people said, I am so glad you called. Yeah. Because I think we are all suffering a little bit from the pace of life and sort of the the trashy fast food of human connection of of social media and email and texting and all that and there is something about having an actual conversation Hmm. now there are some people who are like hey i'm in a meeting can i call you back sure or i'm really busy or you talk to them and you realize hey you know we kind of don't share the same values that we did like i don't think i want to talk to you again you don't have to tell them that but um but that's totally okay too but i can't tell you how much richer my life has been because of this and what's absolutely nuts. And and I totally get it. If you don't even believe me when I say this, but I went from doing anything I could to procrastinate to avoid calling people to, I can now procrastinate by calling people. Got it. Yeah. It's so much fun. Right. Okay. So
0: I, I'm a perfect use case because i am 100 percent on board with this concept but i'm not going to do it so tell me why i not why i should do it but tell me what the tactics are like so that i can see what you see so like okay so like this is going to seem really tactical i get their voicemail what do i say they didn't pick up what do i say sure so it's like hey just checking in give me so it depends back if you feel like shooting the breeze
1: yeah i think that, first of all there's a number of different reasons that you might be calling them so one is just like there's somebody in your network that you haven't talked to for a while and in that case i would literally just be really up front like hey covid blah 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 blah. we haven't seen each other in forever was thinking about you would love to reconnect all right just like what would yeah. what would i say if, if they were kind of there in person as the elevator door was closing <laughs> um if it's somebody who grabbed a lead magnet off the website then it's a different voicemail. Hey, I saw you grab that list of tips on getting leads off your website, for example, is one of my lead magnets. Um, What are you doing today? What's been working for you? How is that different than than what I talk about? Would love to nerd out about this with you. Here's my number. So, but how do you have that person's number? If they leave it when they request the lead magnet. People actually would give their phone number to a lead magnet. Yes. That is shocking. it's, It's funny because I you can kind of configure this in the system, but the default is I want an email and an optional phone number. So no Mm -hmm. one has to put their phone number in. Obviously, some people can and do put in a fake number, but I have been amazingly surprised at the number of people who put in a real number and are super happy to get a call that isn't like a hardcore sales call. And I think some of that goes back to the messaging on the website. And are you being helpful? Do you seem like somebody that they might want to talk to Mm -hmm. versus you seem like, some giant faceless corporation where a sales guy is going to call you every 30 minutes for the next two weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's shocking. I mean, because you're right. Like If someone
0: puts in their phone number and it's real, then it's almost like saying it's okay to call me. It's like,
1: please call me. I'm having trouble with this. I would love to talk to an expert. Like I may not want to pay you, Mm -hmm. but I'd love to have five to 15 minutes of your time where you can point me in the right direction. And some Mm -hmm. of that might lead back to Hey, can you help me with this? So, how does you you said it
0: connects to? Well, well, how does it how does it connect back to? In other words, I go into call mode. Mm-hmm. John Smith is the next person on the list for a callback, and he's new. I can and, and what I can see in there, like somehow through an integration with Mailchimp or something, I can see that yesterday he downloaded a lead magnet
1: and gave me his phone number. Got it. Okay. So the lead magnet piece is actually built into the system. Okay. And so the lead magnets there, I think that when people think lead magnet, they think of HubSpot because they really did a ton in this space. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, Hey, here's a PDF. And then you're going to get a bunch of email follow-ups and you're going to get a bunch of phone calls, mm-hmm. um, which is great. If you've got a big sales team that can just call everyone willy nilly. What I wanted to do, first of all, I hate freaking reading PDFs on my phone. So yeah. I wanted to have an online document that would be good to read on any device. I wanted to be able to embed video, even form fields in there. But mostly I wanted to know not just when someone requested it, but when they came back and read it again next week, next month, whenever it is, to give me another chance when I might be able to reach out and have a conversation about the subject of the lead magnet. Hmm. So if you're doing this in Memorand, you get that notification when they request it, but you get another notification when they come back to it next week, whenever whenever it might be. And so you can sort of break out of call mode and say, well, I want to interrupt because right now it seems like a great time to have a conversation with Jonathan about lead magnets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can you know, just have that quick call and and have a very natural conversation. It doesn't have to lead into a hardcore sales conversation. They've already said, hey, I'm interested in this that you happen to be an expert in and you're passionate about. So it's just two people who care a lot about that particular thing.
0: Yeah, it makes sense when you lay it out like that, right? So like they've sent the signal that they're okay with being called because they give you a real phone number mm-hmm. and they're engaging with the lead magnet repeatedly. And it's mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, it's like a pretty strong signal. It's like, hey, you have any, it's like it's like a proactive customer service phone call. Like that would be great if, you know, if somebody was like, you know, my Dropbox is at quota and someone called and said like, Hey, you know, I noticed your Dropbox is at quota. You haven't done anything about it yet. Like, do you, do you need any help with that? Or like, right. Right. Yeah. What's so? what are some other, what are some other scenarios that are common that, that you feel are similar in, in the sense that, you know, it's, we've kind of covered the running into people at the supermarket. Hey, we should really catch up. And then someone who's probably some kind of qualified or maybe not a qualified lead, but some kind of lead because they're engaging with the content. They've given you their phone number. Is there, can you give us like one more common scenario when you're going through your call list of maybe past client? We haven't mentioned past clients, something like that.
1: Yeah, I think past clients and referral partners are super important. And again, something that I screwed up massively when I was starting out my consulting career, because I didn't want to be one of those you know, sort of consultants who just leeches off the client kind of thing. Like, mm. heaven forbid, I should help them more after I've already helped them. <laughs> um, and I mean, there are those those consulting companies that are sort of like just vampires, right? They just latch on and, and suck the blood over time. And it's all about the <laughs> billing and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Um, but, but it doesn't have to be that way, right? Especially mm. when you love working with them and they love working with you. So I think, you know, one of the things you can do with call mode is you can kind of batch it up into different, blocks. So you could say, I want to talk to my prospects. I want to talk to my past clients. I want to talk to my partners. And I recommend people have at least those three blocks mm-hmm. regularly placed in their calendar. Mm-hmm. And it might depend on how many you have in each bucket, how often you need to do that. But that way you you nurture all of those relationships. And I think the other thing that traditional CRMs don't do a great job at is we're in a referrals-based business, even with the lead magnets and all the other fancy stuff we're talking about you can't beat a good referral. So let's make sure that your CRM can track that. And so if I'm looking at Jonathan in in my CRM, it should be able to show me that Susan referred you if Susan's the one who referred me. If I'm looking at Susan, I should see all the people she's referred to me, Jonathan and whoever it is, because that's another important topic of conversation, right? Like, oh, by the way, I just had a great call with Jonathan. Thanks so much for introducing me to him, et cetera, et cetera. Just the way you would if you were, bumping into people in person right. one of the things i keep going back to is it's like we learned all the basic social stuff in like kindergarten and first grade yeah. and then we pile all this extra stuff on top of it which is really important but sometimes it obscures just the basic human decency of acknowledging another person saying hello to them being curious about their world sharing stuff about your world introducing them to other people like if you do all that good things are going to happen
0: i could not agree more it's so true and and there's a piece of the thing a lot of our my our philosophies dovetail and like uh, and you have a tool for it i just have advice for it so that's really interesting and one of the things that comes up a lot there are two things that come up a lot in my coaching when i advise people one is that laser focused positioning will be like magic when you when f- mm-hmm. you do it it is like magic stuff starts working and the other thing I do, I, I say this a lot, and I originally got this from Kai Davis. Sometimes you're in a situation, or perhaps all the time, you should be in a situation where you're optimizing for conversations. And whenever I've said that in the past, I did not mean picking up the phone call, phone and calling people. It would be more like interacting with people on social media or whatever. But mm-hmm. I I am positive, 100% sure that connecting in real-time audio is, or even a video call is way better in terms of trust building and connection. There's no doubt. It's more yep. like it, it's, but whatever the conversation is, I mean, if you wanna do some, if you wanna do the most effective thing, that's it. Uh, but I, you know, I can feel, I can feel it in myself and I'm sure in the listener, it's just like, uh, I and they definitely would need to get over the, I feel like I'm bugging someone thing. So I love the, I love the, the stories that you tell, you know, that you tell, that you're telling here around Like it's a service, you know, it's, they have sent the signal that they're okay with it. It's, it's like, they're not like you. Like, I don't want phone calls from anybody. I don't even take phone calls from my family. It's like, it goes to voicemail and we make an appointment and I call them back or whatever. I can talk to you at five. We'll talk to you then. So, so, but not everyone's like that. And that's, I think that is an important thing to keep in mind. Some people do like getting a phone call. It's shocking. I know. Right. So I know, I know we have to wrap up, but where can people go to find out more about this? What's, if, if this sounds like, if, if a a truck based CRM (laughs) is what they're looking for, where should they go to find out more about that? And maybe, um, you know, listen to the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, we could probably talk for hours about all this stuff. Uh, maybe we'll have you back on Sales for Nerds and just ping pong back and forth. Cool. But uh, you can find out more at Mimiran.com. That's M-I-M-I-R-A-N.com. And whether or not you want a CRM, there's a proposal template that dovetails nicely with Jonathan's philosophy. There's a bunch of other helpful lead magnets for solo consultants that you're welcome to to grab and of course, leave a phone number. And if I get the chance, I'll try to call you. And you can catch the podcast at salesfornerds.io. Before I let you go, you have to tell me the genesis of the name. Oh, gosh. So, When I started, it was a consulting company and Mimir is the Norse God of wisdom. So I thought I was being very clever, like, oh, it's all about wisdom and blah, 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 blah. And uh, it turns out that it's an absolutely terrible marketing name because no one can spell it or pronounce it. But everyone asks me what the heck is going on with that name and how do I spell it and how do I pronounce it? So it's a great (laughs) sales name once you actually have a conversation with somebody. And that's my rationalization for being too too stubborn to change it. (laughs) Okay, so it is pronounced Mimirin yeah that's right great
0: it looks like me me ran yes so folks run over to Memorin.com and check it out uh, I mean I I'll be totally honest I haven't looked at it I haven't used anything serious with the CRM but if I were considering it and I get a lot of people asking me like I feel like I need to have a CRM what should I do and everybody says pipe drive for for that type of person so maybe you know this is something you should also check out if you're
1: thinking about making the leap and I'd say Pipedrive is great if you've got a small sales team, definitely pipe drive over Memorand. If you don't have a sales team, if it's just you, that's a place where Memorand might make more sense. Got it.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, thanks, thanks, Jonathan. Me, Ruben. My pleasure. All right, folks, that's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark, and I hope you join me again next time for Ditching Hourly. Bye. Hey, Jonathan again. Do you have questions about how to improve your business? Things like value pricing your work instead of billing for your time To book your one-on-one coaching call, go to jonathanstark.com slash call, C-A-L-L. That URL again is jonathanstark.com slash call. Hope to see you there.